HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com, bringing you the freshest radio in Brooklyn since 2009. Hear directly from chefs to farmers, artists to architects, authors to brewers, and everyone in between. Check out all of our shows on our website or by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes store. I'm Sam Edwards. I'm third generation cure master from S. Wallace Edwards and Sons in Surrey, Virginia. We support the Heritage Radio Network because we believe in the cause and what they're doing. They're supporting family-raised livestock, small family farms, uh, certified humane, pasture-raised, antibiotic-free. Basically, we take the products from Heritage Foods USA and make them into uh, Serrano-style hams, prosciutto-style hams, bacon, sausage, like my grandfather did. You can find us at Surrey Farms. Dot com or virginiatraditions.com Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America. From border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show, spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the now generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Welcome to this week's installment of the Mike and Judy Show. I'm Judy McGuire here with my host, Mike Edison, my co-host. And we're doing an old-timey New York show, which is going to be four people bitching about how great New York used to be and how much it sucks right now. We have Kevin Walsh from Forgotten New York and Kevin Hine from Screw Magazine. He used to work, he was the creative director at Screw Magazine and the creative director of Ephemera Press. And here's Mike. I like to call today's show, Dude, Where's My New York? Because it's not the place I moved to, I'll tell you that. The landscape has changed. Everything has changed. It's the mauling, and I mean that with two L's and an A and a U, the mauling of Manhattan, I call it. Why did we even leave Jersey? You know, Jersey's looking better and better. You know, the truth is, you know, people ask, when do you become a New Yorker? And I think some of us were born into it and others had it thrust upon us. Um, You know, everybody here is from somewhere else. But at this point, both of us, we've lived here longer than we haven't. 
Yes. You know, we're all wearing our stripes. Um, I want to say uh, Kevin Hine here was the uh, former creative director of uh, Screw Magazine, with whom I worked for many years. I got to say, Screw is something that's really missing from the New York landscape. I, I miss it terribly. Just the out, the outrage, and I miss seeing the Al Goldstein. The covers. I miss seeing Al Goldstein on TV, on uh, uh, Channel J, for old timers. Yeah, that old Channel J uh, show with uh, Al Goldstein. That was a lot of fun. Now, have you seen Al lately? I tried to see Al recently. He was at the VF, uh, the, the Veterans uh, Hospital on 23rd Street, Manhattan. Uh, up until recently, I went last weekend to see if I could find him there, but he had uh, been discharged. Um, Does he not, have a home? I, yeah. he, I think he's living in Queens somewhere. I believe he lives in Far Rockwell. I saw him um, around the holidays, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, Al's a shadow of himself. But people always ask, "We'll have to get Al on the show." I think we can do that. At least a phone in. Um, he's not. He's not in great shape, but he, he is very. Look, he, you know, I went to the hospital twice to see him. The first time I saw him, he was like completely flat out on a bed. You know, all the. Yeah, killing machines me. Al, all Goldstein, around him. Al Goldstein in a paper gown, yeah. like, with like half his teeth, wearing these like old in man his, glasses in this white room. Yeah, yeah. It was a former. Uh... Was he still yelling at people? <laughs> no, <laughs> he, was, no. he was completely out of it. He was oh, asleep, that's really gone. Sad. Well, he was flirting with the nurse at least when I was there. That was a good. Oh, he sign. was. That's good. Yeah. Well, so you got to sign a life. So uh, Kevin Walsh, you must have some fond memories of uh, pornographic New York City. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I haven't uh, looked into that part of New York City at all, but uh, I've. I've uh, been doing Forgotten New York since 1999, so what, there's what, a lot of things to remember. What do you miss most about old New York? Um, or 80s New York? 80s New York? <laughs> you know, these the sense of adventure. You can go on the train, and anything could happen to you. You know, <laughs> the, the uh, you know, the I don't miss the crime, but I do miss the uh, individuality of uh, Times Square and uh, the Bowery and all that. Uh, you know, there was. Uh, individuality there. Which do you feel like aged worse? The new Times Square, the rejuvenated Times Square or the new super expensive Bowery where hotel rooms are like a grand a night? They're both very bland now. Uh, I, I, I'd say Times Square is the worst. Uh, yeah. I don't miss the crime in Times Square but I do miss the uh, I do miss the rah-rah and the uh, The peep shows, uh, come, the, on, come uh, on. That kind of thing. And sure. uh, I, I, you know, the, it's it's used to be an adventure to go to Times Square and now it's just a tourist. Uh, it's, and, it's all for tourists now. And lots of tourists. There's like hundreds of thousands of people there like on, on any given night in New York uh, in Times Square it's just all New Yorkers avoid it at yeah. all costs I don't know any real New Yorkers who actually spend time at Times Square unless you know business brings brings them there right I mean I used to love going to Times Square and of course the cliche would be to go see uh, pornography and dirty movies but let's not forget I mean you go see great kung fu movies a triple feature right. Evil Dead is. 1 Evil Dead 2 that's right you know, you know and all these great things and for three dollars you could sit there and watch horror movies or martial arts movies any sort of exploitation film that's another thing that's missing the affordability of New York City oh uh, yeah oh absolutely well that's that's the mall in Manhattan I mean, it used to be, and uh, we should talk about the Mars Bar, which had a big picture of it in the New York Times today. Of course, typical liberal New York Times bait and switch. They got they got me in there with a the picture of the punk rock bar, and the story is about fucking real estate, which just shows you where everybody's priorities are really in this town. And that's what it comes down to with Giuliani and Bloomberg. I mean, it's all about tourist dollars. It's all about real estate. It's not about the people who really live here. I mean, I have a pretty wide variety of friends, and I really don't know anyone who can afford a million-dollar apartment. And that seemed, that's like the median price in Manhattan. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anybody either. Yeah. Well, you guys need to be hanging out with a better class of people. <laughs> that's true. You do know people <laughs> who can afford that. Apparently. <laughs> 
Okay, us losers over here. What I, what, I, what I miss is I used to be able to sit down at a bar on Avenue A or B or First Avenue or wherever in the, you know, the East Village especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never really knew who you were going to be sitting next to. It could be, you know, some like down on as luck, uh, you know, aspiring film actor. Or who, Quentin Crisp. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could be sitting next to, you know, a best-selling author or some poet who's never going to make it or a junkie or the next, you know, uh, cover of the Rolling Stone. You never knew. And now all I meet are like hedge fund douchebags, like yeah. running around, girls. you know. Mike, did God. you know about the Holiday Inn on St. Mark's Place? On St. Mark's Place. The, the Holiday, Holiday Inn. Inn. The Holiday Lounge. The Holiday Not the Holiday Inn. Inn. The Holiday Lounge. I'm okay. sorry. The Holiday, yeah. It was the Holiday. Great place. Is it still open? Yeah, the, 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 own, the owner died, and yeah, I, I, think his son, died. I think his son took over. But that was a great source of underage drinking when I was a teenager. <laughs> that was a fun place. That's yeah. one thing I miss is underage drinking. <laughs> I, I, well, when I was underage, <laughs> that's how I drank. <laughs> but now you don't want teenagers at the same bar as you. Well, you know, the weird thing is they changed the drinking law to 21, and you think it would have like chased a lot of college students out of the bars, but I, I guess what's happening is that people are just like uh, delaying the, um, their their adulthood. I mean, what I'm getting is the PFAs in my neighborhood. I live in um, the tiny little hamlet of Kips Bay. What's a PFA? Post frat asshole. Oh. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, all these post frat assholes walking around like they never left college. And I guess what's happening is that people are moving to New York en masse. You know, and they're going, they're going to school here. When they leave, they just hang around with all their buddies, and they never go outside their circle. They still think it's okay, you know, to go to, you know, out at night wearing flip flops and cargo shorts. I know how you feel about flip flops. Now, getting, what about the architecture of New York City? Both of you guys are pretty much experts on that. What are some great buildings that you feel like we've lost? Great buildings you, we've lost. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Kev. Well, I, I, I take Penn. St- I go to Penn Station almost every day because I commute out to Long Island from Manhattan, and I really miss the old Penn Station. Of, I've never seen it. I've seen photos of right. it. And they're nice enough to put huge photos of the old <laughs> Penn Station and the new Penn Station. Yeah, I, I don't think of it in, in, in terms of great buildings that we've lost. I, I look in terms of the little mundane st- structures in Flushing and Queens and Little Neck that I've. Uh, uh, been going past since I moved there in 1993. They, these beautiful two-family, one-family homes, and they're just tearing them down. And they're putting up these uh, uh, fetter specials with the uh, rusty fire escapes, the concrete lawns, and the uh, and uh, you know someplace to put your monster mobile in the uh, in the driveway. And we're just losing character as far as architecture goes. Yeah, there used to be a warehouse down the street from me that wasn't a particularly beautiful building, but uh, it had a recipe for chicken stock. Uh, spray painted on the wall that I was really glad I no. got to take down before they put up some condos. And who? How? How many condos can they sell? I guess we're going to find out soon. But they seem they're going up. I live in Williamsburg, and they're going up every two feet. Well, the Mike Bloomberg Initiative is nine million people by twenty thirty, and I think that's what he wants. Oh, nine and four point five of them will be on the L train in the morning. <laughs> yeah, the L train, which wasn't running today. What's up with the MTA? It's moody. The L train is moody. Uh, the, the, the L train is moody. I don't need to be living my life at the whims of, of a temperamental subway system. It's horrible. Okay, so okay, you just mentioned Bloomberg, worst mayor, Giuliani or Bloomberg. Uh. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, uh, I think the worst of the two was uh, Mike Bloomberg, definitely. I, I, 
at the risk of being thrown out of the room, you know, you can you can toss me out bodily if you want. I voted for Giuliani three times. Oh, 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 oh. oh. I have, I'm 0 for 3 with Bloomberg, but okay. I voted for Giuliani. Were we talking about wrestling earlier? Yeah, I, I was about to down. come down on Judy for rooting for The Rock, for rooting for baby faces. Looks pretty good now, oh, doesn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, Giuliani, that dirtbag. You know, really, he was not a man of the people. He was the enemy of the people. I'm declaring him an enemy of the people now, here on the radio. Motherfucker, better pray he never meets me in a bar. He was a prosecutor as mayor, you know? It was like the wrong guy. Still not- suckling off the teat of 9 11. Man, he was the uh, mayor of nothing. Well, since you know? he was, since he got out of office, that's a different story. Yeah, but uh, so he's you been, change your opinion on uh, him? Yes, I have. I would not vote for him for president. Okay. Well, he's in no no way qualified at all based on experience or temperament. But I mean, to me, Giuliani. I mean, he brought. Um, I think it was thirty six. First Amendment suits against the uh, against individuals. The city of New York bringing First Amendment cases lost them all, all of them at a price of millions of dollars to the city. Kevin, you know, the Ke- most famous being the Brooklyn Museum case, of course. Kevin Heim, who what are your what are your thoughts on who is the worst? Oh, I would say Giuliani. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's really a tough toss up there, but I would say Giuliani. Well, well, well why? why well, what Mike just mentioned about the, the uh, you know First Amendment rights. I mean, t- to begin with. I mean, he tried to stop people from selling books on the street. Um, the hot dog vendor thing was not a First Amendment issue, but, you know, completely tone deaf to the people of New York City when he tried to stop people from selling hot dogs on Wall Street because he wanted to class up the joint. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, brokers don't need a little wiener. Well, yeah, well said. At a place that is just like, you know, a big festering bedpan full of criminals. <laughs> you know, and he wants to clean up the joint. With the hot dogs. Well, what's what's uh, the problem with Bloomberg? Why why so much? He's presided over the blandification of New York City. He's don't you think uh, Giuliani had a good helped yeah, him with a good start on that? Um, all I know is in 1989, uh, when he first ran, uh, New York City had 2,200 murders a year. Uh, something had to be done about that, and I voted for uh, Giuliani because of that. Uh, Bloomberg, you know, he's uh, he's he's for the rich, and he's presided over the blandification of New York. He's he's built the uh, uh, the uh, you know what happened at Williamsburg, the waterfront. He's built uh, all kinds of huge buildings, and uh, you know it, it's it's just been it's just been uh, you know. Go ahead, Judy. More corrupt department depart- department of buildings or the MTA? Which do you think is the more fucked up uh, group? Well, the MTA does not uh, serve the uh, people who ride the subways. I'd say MTA is worse. Yeah, they're a model of in- incompetence. That's that's for they're tone sure. deaf. Uh, yesterday, you had a uh, situation where there was a big event going on in Governor's Island, and uh, there were no there was no subway service southbound to Governor's Island uh, to uh, to a South Ferry yesterday to get the boat to Governor's Island. Nothing. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely not in sync with, with the rest of uh, New York. Now, let me play the devil's advocate here. Let me be the heel for a second and say that change is inevitable. We were talking about the Mars Bar before, a place that I hold near and dear, but a place there's that you change, can't stand. And then there's murder. <laughs> and there's murder. There's vivisection and rape. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the spirit of New York, the reason I wanted to move here. I mean, I still wonder if I could live anywhere else, but um, a lot of that has been gutted. And if I didn't have a rent-stabilized apartment, I would be, you know, not in New Jersey, but somewhere else. God forbid. Yeah, I, I could never go back to New well, Jersey. Um, to me, the Mars Bar is... You know, this last vestige of... It's like last great punk rock dive. And I like to go there and have a bowl of bourbon occasionally. <laughs> you know, and play the germs on the jukebox. Um, now, yes, there's a good chance that I'm going to get disease. Um, Bad bugs? 
Uh, last time I was there, a fight broke out within the first 15 seconds, so I felt like I got my money's worth and was able to leave after a drink. Oh, that was a fun place. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but, you, but you don't like it, and I just feel like that's like the last sliver of that real edge of the Bowery. You know what? I really like old divey bars, but it, you know, I like to be able to urinate without getting herpes. You know, it's, it's a, it's, maybe it's a symptom of my uptightness. Maybe it's a symptom of more infestations, like bed bugs freak me out now. And, yeah. Uh, if, if the Mars bar isn't, you know, bursting with bed bugs, I don't know what place could possibly be. Not that I'm putting them down. Can we blame Bloomberg for the bed bugs? Yes. It happened under his watch. Yes. <laughs> I'm willing to blame him for the bed bugs. Kevin Hine, what's your favorite bar in New York City? Um, well, you know, I still like McSally's. I do like McSally's. I've I, never been there. You've never been there. Oh, it's no. great place. Well, they've only been allowing women in <laughs> since, what, 1970? 1970. 1970. What <laughs> big mistake. An interesting experiment. <laughs> I like McSorley's too, but you sort of have to go during the day to, to miss you the You have PFAs. to go during the day when the lighting is just right. I mean, it looks like a, an Ashcan school painting during the afternoon. When the light's coming through that front window, it's just beautiful. At uh, night, of course, it's filled with frat guys. You yeah. Know. yeah. And the St. Patrick's Day has always scared me off. The Porta Sands out front. Oh, you don't want to go near there on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I'm Irish. I don't go to bars on St. Patrick's You're Day. better off just staying indoors on yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, stay indoors and lock yeah. the door. You know, it's great. At some McSorley's, you can get like a plate of like cheese and onions on a paper plate. Hey, it's the best. The same thing you could get in 1880. You could walk in there in 1880 and get a cheese. I heard the health department forced them to clear the dust off the uh, wishbones. <laughs> <laughs> Did they really? From so World War One. That's too bad. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the M- MTA and uh, the shuttle bus we had to take today. <laughs> so how many trains did you take? You took two trains? It was relatively simple. It was just the one train and the one bus. Because last time they had the system, um, it was two trains and two buses and a complete clusterfuck, of course. Um, I got to say, the air conditioning on the six train rocks. That is some badass air conditioning. <laughs> so that's something nice you said about yeah, the MTA. I, I, will, I will say that. Air conditioning on subway trains is a nice thing. To uh, I, yes. Which do you think is the best air conditioning in New York? I will posit um, the 6 train or name your favorite train. But do you think um, supermarket air conditioning or movie theater air conditioning? Uh, mo- movie theaters. Movie theater. Movie theater is air conditioning. More uniform. I go back to the days when uh, we nobody had air conditioning uh, from the in the early 60s and mid-60s when I was a child. And uh, what you did was, in the summertime, you walked out and you walked past the bar. Because when they opened the door, this big blast of cold air would hit you. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'd go home to your sweltering apartment, put the fan on, and it didn't do much good. Hey, not for nothing. When I I, um, dropped out of college for the first time and had no money and no air conditioner in the summers in New York, we'd drop acid and go to a supermarket for six hours to stay cool. (laughs) And now you can just get on the subway. Yeah, right. Or actually buy an air conditioning now. Well, that's that's a beauty of being In my swanky Manhattan pad. Uh, I'm going to take a break. Yeah, let's let's take a break with La Tigra. All right.
I love that song. That Giuliani, he's such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, what do you have going on as far as tours go? You take people on tours of New York. That We've uh, really uh, amped up the tours this year. Uh, first of all, because I'm not working right now, and that's a hint. If anybody wants to put me to work, I can work as a proofreader, copywriter, copy editor. Uh, but until that happens, we're doing uh, uh, one to two tours per month. Uh, we just did... Uh, uh, Prospect Park South in Brooklyn. We've done Riverdale, Spite and Dabble in the Bronx. We've done Skillman Avenue, uh, Sunnyside in Queens. And uh, uh, this uh, July 31st, we're going to do um, uh, Best Path, the uh, heartland of Queens. Uh, and we're going to see all kinds of things on that tour. We're going to see beautiful churches, Elks Halls, that uh, kind of thing. Nobody nobody goes to Mass Path. We, we go to Mass Path. Nobody else does. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to do a tour in Hunter's Point, which is a very interesting part of uh, southern Queens near the uh, Long Island Railroad, uh, the, the western edge of the Long Island, uh, very south, the southwest, uh, southwestern edge of Queens. Uh, that that will be on Saturday, August thirteenth. Great. I, I, the Elks Lodges have got to be amazing, just based on my experience at the one Elks Lodge. ECW. ECW. So you always bring it back to wrestling. You can't, you can't. It cannot be stopped. At some point, you're just going to have to get on board or get run over. It's part of the fabric. And stop rooting for the good guys. I love The you Rock. Were, He's not wrestling anymore. It doesn't were, count. You were, he, he'll be back. He's going to be the main event in next year's WrestleMania. Oh, really? That is, unless CM Punk, the most controversial man in professional wrestling today, uh, wins the belt tonight and uh, oh. takes it with him. Oh my God! I I don't think that's happening, Mike. You don't think that's happening? Yeah. Well, ye of little faith. By the way, uh, quick plug for our friends at BaconDestroy.net. CM Punk is a judge in this year's Sugar Slam 2011. Who else is judging, Mike? Um, I am, and I want you to know I cannot be bought. Okay, you cannot buy me. I am judging this fairly. Oh, you cannot buy me, especially not by send, especially not by sending small bills to Mike Edison Care of Heritage Radio, uh, Brooklyn, USA. No. Um, before we uh, came here, Kevin and I, uh, Ke- Kevin Hine of uh, Screw Magazine, were bemoaning the lack of walk and don't walk signs, or you know, the abolition of them. And now we've got that little green fucking man who I can't find. Yeah, but he's so all over the world now. He's he's worldwide. You know, they, they use them in every country. Different versions of the walking yes. man. Well, they have walking women in a couple of countries. Uh, why? Because some, some Dutch tourists can't figure out. I know. <laughs> like, don't walk in giant red letters means, hey, jerk off, don't cross the street, you're going to get hit. I love the old <laughs> walk, don't walk sign. You knew you were walking in Manhattan Street when you saw walk, don't walk. <laughs> that was one of our things. Sans apostrophe. <laughs> right. You know, well, what else? What else were we missing from Manhattan that's really just, I mean, the place just looks different and feels different, right? It's it's uh, I've I've used the word blandification before, but uh, you're familiar with Lower Sixth Avenue between uh, House and Street and Thirty Fourth. It's uh, used to be very individualistic. You know, beautiful old buildings, mm-hmm. uh, lots of florists, lots of uh, grocery stores, and uh, you know all kinds of little shops and things. Now it's all high rise apartments and yeah, like not- Pottery Barn in the Gap. Well, they don't even have those. It's it's all it's all banks. You know, it's, I know, it's either banks, banks and Starbucks. Dwayne banks, Reed. Starbucks, or, or nail salons. That's all that's in my neighborhood now. They tear down like functional You know what, I, what I've been stores. told? Uh, a friend of mine yesterday told me that um, when you see like these branches of banks, they're not even actual businesses. They're actually just billboards. And that's the whole point of having a city bank in every corner. It's just advertising for the bigger brand. Those branches, the business model, they don't even make money. Okay, the rent on that building, right? Isn't like the Second Avenue Deli now a city bank? Which is to me, that's a real crime. Yeah, there you go. The Second Avenue Deli the leaving Chase Second bank. Avenue. It still has the uh, uh, brick, uh, the uh, names on the sidewalk yeah. well, in front. Right. Well, thank God for that. I think they'd all be going to hell at least a little bit quicker than the path they're currently on. I made the the ultimate goyim mistake.
Lake in uh, Second Avenue Deli one day. I ordered a cheeseburger. Oh, my oh. God. And you confess that? You heard it here first, oh. kids. <laughs> You know, I'll tell you, there's one thing I can't stand is people going into Katz's, you know, and like, give me, you know, give me a corned beef with mayo. Oh, yeah. Okay, even I know that's a mistake. That's like being punched in the stomach. I love mayonnaise, but it has its place. You know, well, and, Kevin, and a delicious Eisenberg's tuna. Kevin, speaking of making mistakes like this, I was a naive, I was a naive youth a few years ago when I went to McSorley's and I ordered something other than the light and the dark. And the, the guy looked at me funny and all of a sudden it hit me. I have to order the light or the dark. What did you order? A cocktail? Oh, oh, another, another brand of another brand nipple. of beer. Another brand oh, of beer. But they don't do that. No, there. they don't do that there. What are the other great bars in Manhattan that we still Jimmy's still to Old Town. Uh, the Old Town's great. Best urinals in New York City, probably at the Old oh, Town. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen them, Judy? Have you no, ever been? I have, I well, have well, I'll, you I'll, can I'll live in them. I'll They're to, huge. I'll have to take you in there someday into the men's room at McDonald's. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> the I'm going to do that. It's majestic, but they're absolutely wonderful. They look. They're like these. They're gigantic. They look like something from a Frankenstein movie. They're they're really wonderful. What about Jimmy's Jimmy's Corner? Square. Jimmy's Corner on Forty Fourth Street, right? Really? I've been into Smith's on 8th Avenue. I've been into uh, Rudy's on 9th. Rudy's. They give you out free, they give Rudy's you free was a really fun bar. They had a great jukebox in there. At Rudy's, um, Ernie, this guy that used to run that place, and uh, um, the, the Holland Bar, right over by Port Authority, right. which got moved around a couple times. It was um, in one of the SRO hotels for a while, and when that hotel... Um, had earned the most uh, health violations. He put up a big sign in the window that said, we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the same spirit. the same guy um, that ran this place, the Holland Bar, which was a great place if you liked hanging out with crack whores um, and pimps, which, you know, which for a while was my lifestyle. Right. Um, no, it was, it, was a, it was a great place to go. And Ernie, the guy who ran it, his rule was you could only watch on the television in the bar the President of the United States or sports because everything else was bad for business. <laughs> and he came in one day and caught them like watching Days of Our Lives the other day <laughs> and ripped the fucker out of the wall and threw it on the street and that was the end of TV at the Holland Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we're also missing an aspect of uh, the great diners of Manhattan that have all disappeared. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Cheyenne Diner. Oh, the, sure. uh, the uh The uh, Munson's, the River Diner on 11th Avenue. The, the, uh, well, the Empire went upscale. Yeah. Uh, the Moonshine is like in... The Moonshine went there. They, they move them out of town. They, yeah. other, other parts yeah. of the country want them. Uh, apparently, Manhattanites don't eat that kind of way anymore. They don't have the greasy hamburgers and the french fries. They want sushi. They want sushi. I, I can't... I, I, don't get me started on sushi. <laughs> I, I like my fish cooked. God damn it! Well, that's true. I like it cooked. Um, well, you know, I think what's happening there is also that just the young people aren't eating at coffee shops. We, when I went to college, yeah. uh, for that for that ten minutes, I was matriculating. I mean, that's where we had cozy Superburger uh, on Broadway. That's still yeah. there, isn't it? Sure, yeah. sure. But that's that's where we would go to. Eat. We didn't eat at trendy restaurants. Um, I'm glad you know, Eisenberg's is still around. Uh, that's terrific. Eisenberg's the, the greatest. Fifth and twenty twenty uh, second Street. I had a lime Ricky there just. The the other day, delicious, a, a complete attitude changer. You go in there and have an egg cream or a lime mm-hmm. rookie, and and really, that's a that's a great place. Shout and, out to my the, friend Josh, the proprietor of uh, Eisenberg's. Oh, the waitresses always call you honey and dear, and I love that. And you know, I, that's one thing that's missing from New York too is rude waitresses. I miss this. There was a place in Austin, um, some deli, and it said all the food without the attitude. I was like, fuck you, I want the attitude. <laughs> you know? In fact, I pay extra for it. Is there a place in Boston that's famous for its rude waitresses? The uh, Durgan something? Yeah, this is New York, not Boston. Kevin. All right. The meanest, the meanest <laughs> waiters I've ever had were at Peter Luger. 
I hear they're very mean there. Yeah. 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 All, I, I you just have to, to let them do what they do and don't yeah. question what they do. Yeah, don't ask it's any a, yeah. questions, like for more wine. But. I remember being at the Carnegie Deli years ago after this guy, after like you know, inhaling this pastrami sandwich that was about as tall as the urinals in the old town, said, I think I'll have a piece of cheesecake. And the waitress just gave him the once over and said, Yeah, I don't think so, honey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, the new baseball stadiums. In New York City. Um, I'm going to say it again. I've said it publicly before. And I'm going to keep to it. I will I never step foot in the new Yankee Stadium. Is not happening. Why? Okay, because I don't like the way they... I take it personally. I don't like the way they treated me as a fan. I had a very difficult divorce with the New York Yankees. I didn't like the way they treated Joe Torre. I didn't like the way they sort of disappeared Eddie Layton, the organ player, and then sold the organ. I mean, to me, that's part of the thing. You know, I don't... If I wanted to hear Metallica, I'd go to a freaking Metallica concert. You know, and it's supposed to be a baseball party not a baseball mall. You know, they take our tax dollars and what do I get? At some point I realize this is a one-way relationship. Don't like the way they dealt with the steroid scandals and I never want to be in a position where I have to root for a douchebag like A-Rod. Uh, City Field is better uh, aesthetically than the old Shea, but uh, the Mets aren't playing nearly as well as they did at the old Shea because the, uh, the fences are not, uh, <laughs> they're not, uh, you can't reach them. They're too high? Uh, they're they're too far out. Um, <laughs> of course, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Yankees and every other team has no problem with those fences. Just the Mets have problems. With yeah, well, the Mets got a lot, have a lot of problems. <laughs> Kevin Hine, what are your thoughts on the stadium? You love Shea Stadium. Did you, did you like the? I, I like the old Shea Stadium. Did you like the old Shea Stadium? I um, I like the results we got there at the old Shea Stadium. Uh, <laughs> what results? I One like World the- Series. Game we should have well, we the Mets should have won. We are in it. They should have won in '87 and '88 as well, and probably in '85. Uh, the Mets should have won in '07 and '08 too, but they blew that. But uh, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> Baseball. What do you what, what say? You sports uh, uh, correspondent yeah. Judy McGuire. I I like the Rock. You, you know, like I the rock? Really Quit rooting for the baby faces. You were not. a punk rocker. He is a corporate ass licker. It's like rooting <laughs> for the president of Monsanto. You know, it's like saying the guy who's building like the new Nets arena in Brooklyn. He is like, a horrible man. Okay, but he's. But what if he were hunky? That's the no, rock. No, I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a complete whore. I will. You know, if Hitler were hot, I would still dislike him. Oh well, God bless small wonders. <laughs> what do you guys think about this new Nets arena and the displacement of that neighborhood? Oh, that that was a that was a disgrace what they yeah. did what they did in downtown brooklyn uh first of all you're putting a stadium at uh two you know it's a crossroads for flatbush and atlantic uh who where are all the you know the traffic the, the, the cars are going to be ridiculous you know uh, people don't take subways to games they, they drive to games and where are all the cars going to go um, you know, that has always been the pro- you know, problem, I guess, is, is the public transportation. But isn't it nice to have, like, I mean, um, I, I, this guy is doing a bad job the way they've treated things, the way they've treated the neighborhood. He's everything you know, he's this, done. The, the, this guy is just like... Bruce Ratner. The, the, the Ratner. Yeah. The, 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 he's just like one of the evil railroaders in some, like, old cowboy movie, you know, kicking out, you know, the homesteaders. Um, absolutely, he's a bad guy. But um, isn't it uh, nice to have... Wouldn't it be nice to have, like, a real city arena the way Madison Square Garden works? I love Madison Square Garden. I really have had some great memories there watching wrestling, hockey. The Circus, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, the Rolling Stones, you know. And speaking of Yankee Stadium, you know, I was thinking, <laughs> oh, you, know, you, know, you know, well, just ticket prices, as, as, as the Jew uh, yells and shouts some more. You know, I remember the first concert I saw at Madison Garden was David Bowie. Was nine dollars and candy bars were a nickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then I went to see Bob Dylan the next month. And it was eleven dollars. I was like, "Who the fuck does this guy think he is?" Jesus and Christ. Sodas were a well, quarter. Bob Dylan. But Yankee Stadium. Where do tickets cost now? What's the top ticket at Yankee Stadium? 
million? Oh, uh, six hundred fifty for a whole plate. Uh, yeah, Paul wow. McCartney has just played there in the last couple of days, nights, hasn't he? Yeah, McCartney played Yankee Stadium. Well, the either, either or their old or new Yankee Stadium for the first time. Right. I don't know what the I don't know what the ticket price was though. Yeah, boring yeah. Beatle. We we are united in our loathing for the Beatles, oh, aren't we, Mike? Oh, good lord! At least we don't have to cage match over that. See, I used the sports team. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, what's next? I mean, we're still here in New York, all of us. None of us are moving too soon. It doesn't look like. Uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not planning on moving. No, I I do. I'm I'm on the I'm in the outer limits though. I'm in in Little Neck. You're out you know, on the north shore out there. out there, and uh, well, in your neighborhood, Judy is. Seen some pretty radical transformation oh, in Williamsburg. Yeah. You know, I was I was sort of bitching about it, but then the other day I walked around and I got like a pork bun from Mamafuku, um, a, a beautiful cookie from there, um, a latte from Gimme Coffee, the new Gimme Coffee, and I was like, okay, this gentrification isn't all bad. It provides me with a delicious lunch. Well, you know, I, I find, I find uh, the people who complain about change are the people who have affected at least. You know, I mean, it would be it would, it would be it would be very um, naive to think that things weren't going to change, but it does, especially in New York City. But it yeah. does suck, and it is a crime that so much of our neighborhoods and so much of our soul has been. Uh, well, they changed taken for the blander, away. it seems. All right, Judy, but we still love it. We do, love and we it. are in what, Mike? We are back in the New York room. Is that my hint to segue into the into the outro of the show? All right, stepping over my lines one more time. I'm Mike Edison with Judy McGuire. This is the Mike and Judy Show with our guest Kevin Walsh from uh, forgot- Forgotten-NY.com. Forgotten-NY.com and Kevin Hine, formerly of Screw Magazine. See you guys next week for Apocalypse 2011. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. City Winery are proud to present the Summer Barbecue Blowout Festival, August 6th from noon to 4 p.m. The barbecue is happening at City Winery, located at 155 Varick Street in New York City. 
Restaurants featured at this event are Empire Mayonnaise, Van Dag, Momofuku Mofar, Imperial No. 9, Mile End, Mexicu, Kraft, Dizzy's Club, Coca-Cola, The Meatball Shop, and Dos Toros. Providing the soundtrack for the day are Midnight Magic, Pewter Magic, New Villager, Punches, Ducky, DJ Autobot, and the Snacky Tune DJ. VIP and general admission tickets are available at citywinery.com. Finger on the pole for City Winery would like to thank our sponsors. Heritage Foods USA, New York Magazine, Rake of Vodka, Sonar, Smile, Guilt City, Sub-Zero and Wolf. Please come out and join us for a day of fun, food, and dancing. For more information, go to www.fotpnyc.com.